Congratulations! You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Last week, a petition urging the government to stop overseas exports of millions of kilograms of plastic waste was presented to Parliament, with activists raising concerns over health and environmental issues overseas. I sat down with Lydia Chai, the petition leader, who is urging the government to stop sending New Zealand's plastic waste to places such as Malaysia, which sees a significant portion of plastic waste exports from New Zealand. Kia ora, Lydia. First off, congratulations. Uh, your petition on Action Station had over 11,000 signatures, uh, and now you've officially presented it to Parliament. How does that feel? It feels great to have the support of New Zealanders and supporting this kaupapa. Um, It just shows that when New Zealanders know the right information, they want to do the right thing. Am I right in saying that you handed the petition to the Green MP Eugenie Sage and National MP Scott Simpson? They were there to receive it at Parliament? Yes, that's right. Do you think there's a bit of cross-party support on this issue then? Well, that was the impression that I got on the day. Um, Um... a member of Parliament, Scott Simpson, was very receptive to the issues that I was presenting, and he spoke very well on it and was very open, um, as was Eugenie Sage. So I'm quite optimistic about a cross-party um, collaboration on this. Lydia, could you could you tell us a bit? Um, can you give us a bit of background on the issue of plastic waste? Um, just a bit of an explainer as to where it's going, who's it affecting, and, and why it's such a problem. Yeah, okay. Well, just uh, uh, potted history, I guess, starting from 2018. Um, so all along, uh, we have been exporting our plastic waste to China. And in 2018, China said, no, uh, we're not accepting any more waste. And so we diverted our waste to Southeast Asia. Um, in fact, a lot of the operators that started up in Southeast Asia were actually operators from China benefiting from um, the di- diversion of the plastic waste. And so the waste trade moved to Southeast Asia. Uh, so since then, um, Southeast Asia has been the, so to speak, dumping ground of the world. Uh, most OECD countries send their waste to Southeast Asia. Now, uh, when I talk about plastic waste... Um, I'm referring to hard plastics, uh, not soft plastics, because that can't be exported anymore since 2018 as well. Um, So hard plastics refers to uh, drinks bottles, containers, hard-to-recycle plastics. Um, And a lot of New Zealanders wouldn't know that uh, we actually export most of our hard plastics recycling um, to, to Asia. It's... It's about 90% is going overseas. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of New Zealanders would be disappointed to know that we are not processing it onshore. I think it is very disappointing news. Um, You know, Kiwis often have this clean, green conception of themselves um, as a country, but... But but it's not quite the truth, is it? No. Um, and I guess the other side of the story is what happens when it arrives in these countries. So um, uh, as a general rule, these countries have very lax environmental laws, very lax enforcement. So on the ground, um, yes, but some plastics get processed and recycled or mostly downcycled, but um, there's the issue of contamination, uh, which is is still like a large amount of contamination, and that is the amount that uh, for sure gets burned or or buried or dumped illegally. Um, And 
it's not just contaminated bales that get burned. It's things like, um, let's say, plastic bales get on sold to other operators, often illegal operators, and they are the ones who um, do a lot of the dumping and burning because they're getting chased by local authorities. So they just have to flee the scene and they just dump their rubbish there. Uh, so on the ground, that's what's happening. And my whole, um, the, the whole point of my petition is that we cannot know for sure what happens to the plastic once it leaves our shores. We can do all that we can to make sure that our plastic bills have the minimum amount of contamination. However, when it gets to these receiving countries, we have no control. Um, and I think a lot of New Zealanders um, don't know that there's rife corruption in these places. Southeast Asia is well known for having widespread corruption. And in the case of Malaysia, I can tell you that there's no local council elections. So whichever councillor or local official who is handing out these environmental permits, we don't know if they are legitimate or not. Uh, to, to that end, Lydia, could you tell us a bit, could you tell us anything of your personal experience with, with the issue of plastic waste, you know, uh, what inspired you to do something about it? Well, what inspired me was that these burnings are happening very near my hometown in Malaysia, so a lot of my family still lives um, still live there, and because it's discharged to the air, it's inevitable that my family's breathing in these toxic fumes, and it's not just in the air, it's plastic, uh, microplastics leaching into waterways, uh, leaching into the ground because they're being buried, uh, and just um, the environmental and health hazards that it's, that it's having an effect on. Um, I've said publicly that there are there's evidence that cancer and asthma rates have gone up ever since the waste trade started up in 2018. It's it's dreadful to hear um, the reality of the situation, and it's so far removed from us here in New Zealand. Do you think that? Without the option of sending our plastic overseas, do you think it means that we'll be forced to deal with the problem here on a pretty fundamental level, you know, using plastic less or transitioning to a more circular economy? Yeah, so there's two parts to this. The first part is what do we do with our recycling? Um, I think that if we look at the story of soft plastics, we can see that what happened there was that um, by by not exporting our soft plastics, we were able to incentivize local companies to deal with the soft plastics. And we're seeing so many different local initiatives to deal with soft plastics. Ironically, the soft plastics that we wash and dry and put in the correct uh, uh, collection points has a bigger chance of being processed safely than uh, the hard plastics that we're putting into our bins. Um, and the second part to that uh, question is what do we do to reduce our plastic and I think it's a behavioral change that needs to happen um, we need to transition to a truly circular economy not just downcycling which is kicking the can down the road but truly recycle things uh, truly reduce our consumption of plastic and there's lots of leadership being shown in uh, from New Zealand organizations such as uh, takeaway throwaways the rubbish trip um, thumbs up New Zealand there's a lot of zero waste initiatives that are educating the public on this mm. and what do you have to say to Kiwis who really want to make a difference um, and they're diligently trying to do their recycling, you know, in a bid to reduce their burden on the environment? What, what do you have to say to these Kiwis who just aren't aware of this issue? 
Um, well, the, the simplest thing to do would be to sign my petition before it closes. So if you Google uh, Lydia Chai Action Station, you can find my petition online. That's one way of pressurizing the government to do something. Um, because I think it's a, it's a large systemic issue and the burden shouldn't solely be on individual shoulders to bear because the systems make it really hard for us to, to uh, wean ourselves off plastic. But on an individual day-to-day level, I guess um, it would be great if everyone just considered before buying a plastic bottle of water or drink bottle, um, just thinking twice before you buy something and just reducing your reliance on plastic. Mm. Mm. Thinking twice before you buy. Yeah, that's really good advice, Lydia. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining me and thank you for starting this really important conversation that needs to happen uh, and shedding some light on, on, on some of the really horrible things that are happening, uh, you know, out of sight for, for a lot of Kiwis. Um, it's important to bring it to the forefront of public consciousness, isn't it? Yes, definitely. And the one thing that I'm grateful for this petition is that it's actually educated a lot of people who didn't know otherwise. So if nothing happens, at least I've managed to tell people what's actually happening. At least you've started the conversation, exactly. And uh, you've definitely started it within uh, the airwaves of Radio 1 and Otipoti Dunedin. So for that, I thank you, Lydia. Um, And yeah, again, thanks for the work you're doing. And thank you for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. Thanks, Sebastian. The next step in the petitions process is that it will be looked at by the Environment Select Committee, after which Lydia will have to present evidence to the committee before they decide whether or not to make a recommendation on banning plastic exports to Parliament. The official parliamentary petition has closed. However, Lydia's action station petition remains open with 11,500 signatures. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. Find more at r1.co.nz.